Hey, hey, family. Welcome back to another episode of Not Your Average Family Podcast, a podcast designed with you, my family, in mind to give purpose to our time in COVID quarantine. I am your hostess, Marcy, your cousin, your sister, aunt, and most importantly, friend. And I am passionate about helping my family to get unstuck and moving towards a healthier mindset during this difficult time. So let's jump right in in today's episode. Hey, 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 family. Welcome back to part four of January's Self-Care Saturdays. Today's episode is about letting go to grow. I have touched on the importance of letting go of past hurts, disappointments, failed relationships, and negative thoughts to make room in your life for new experiences, people, and opportunities. As always, please remember that these are just my thoughts, opinions, and experience that I am sharing. Please use at your discretion. Today, let's go further in the conversation of letting go to grow. We're going to examine eight ways that you can let go to grow. Family, all the information I'm sharing today are things that I am practicing right now. We are all on our journeys together. I do not want to present myself as having it all together. I have been stuck during COVID too and am working my way through it as well. At the core of letting go to grow is change. Accepting change can be painful. We hold on to emotions, disappointments, people, things just way too long. We resist change and we hold on to the way we are because it feels safe. We want our lives to be what we think they should be and be who we think we should be while still clinging to everything that has held us in place for so many years, so many weeks, so many days and even through COVID, feeling stuck, frustrated, unmotivated, and even lonely. Close your eyes for a moment and imagine that you're standing in water. It can be a beach or even a pool. The sun is shining down on you and you feel the warmth on your skin. At the shore is the life you're dreaming of, the people you love. You're hearing the happy sounds waiting for you. Now imagine moving towards those sounds. As you move, a chain appears around your neck. It represents self-doubt. Another chain represents self-esteem or lack of self-esteem. Another, your feelings of unworthiness. And another is the desperate need of validation. Another represents the hurt. And then one more represents disappointments. And we have another that comes around our neck that represents shame. The water is rising, but you still try to move forward towards those happy sounds. It is getting harder. You feel your legs, you feel the weight, and you're sinking, you're afraid, and you finally just stop moving. Family, this is what holding on to every single insult, every slight, every pain, every rejection, and every frustration will do. It will make you stop right in your own life. It'll stop you from moving and working towards the life you want. Push through those moments, family, and keep moving. We have to confront our negative thoughts, confront our realities, and start to feel ourselves loosening those chains from around our necks. This family is letting go. 
Again, change is at the core of letting go to grow. We have to change how we think to let go. So family, as we start this, please ask yourself, write it down and hold it at the top while you listen to the podcast. Ask yourself, what are you clinging to? What are you holding on to so hard in your life right now? And how is it affecting you? With that question in front of us, let's look at the eight ways that we can effectively let go and grow in confidence and move forward in our lives. Number one is acceptance. To let go is to accept and be thankful for our experiences, the good, the bad, and yes, even the ugly. To take lessons learned from those experience, experiences and use them to grow. Accept everything you have right now and everything that you once had. And now look forward to all the new experiences, opportunities, and possibilities that will happen and can occur for you. This doesn't mean that fear just disappears, but it should not immobilize you. Acceptance gives you the mental toughness, mental muscles, if you will, to strengthen you to confront the life's changes that are happening, to trust yourself, to learn as you go, and to find the value in the moments and experiences that you've had. You can keep moving forward by doing this. So to put acceptance into practice, create a mantra for yourself, an affirmation of support, or even use a scripture you can recite as you deal with your emotional pain. This will help us reframe our thoughts. For example, you can say, I release all fears of not being perfect. I am good enough right now. I am perfect in my own way. Uh, if you like scriptures, I use Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. This passage has served me very well. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. Number two is distance. And this is distancing yourself from things, people, even places that foster those negative memories, thoughts, doubts, and bring back that emotional pain. Stepping away from people, places, and all of those things, including social media, will allow you to gain clarity on your experiences and your situations that you've gone through. Take a break, family, from people, things, and again, social media that keep that negative impact on you. It's like having a hand on your shoulder that constantly is reminding you that you have not come far enough and you're not good enough. Remove people from your life that are no longer even trying to understand you, where there's constant misunderstandings between you. It's okay to outgrow people. It's okay to accept that some things have to end. So to put distance into practice, may I suggest you actually create physical distance from people, meaning there are people that you start to stay away from. There are places that maybe you need to cut back from going to. On social media, it may be time to hide, block, or delete to remove those people or things that keep reminding you of where you are instead of helping you get to where you want to be. Screen your phone calls. Reduce the frequency of calls you make to people who leave you feeling doubtful about your choices. You may want to consider reducing some friendships to acquaintanceships. 
If you're not ready to cut people completely out of your life, then consider giving yourself more time and responding to their texts, their emails, and phone calls. Number three is to focus your energy and your time. Focus your energy on only what can be changed right now. This is especially true for COVID. It's not really possible to accomplish everything we want in life during our time in COVID, but it is a good time to examine what our real priorities and what our goals are. Focus on living the experiences that you are having right now. Let go of the things that are not helping you and learn from those of what you can do next. Be intentional on what you can actually change right now. And if you can't change something, then it's time to change the way that we think about it. Look for options and solutions. If your goal is to change your degree right now, so you would like to go back to school, but maybe right now during COVID is not a time to take out more student loans and occur any more debt. So it's time to reframe how you're thinking about your degree. Not to see it as something, another thing that COVID has taken away from you, but something that you can work towards after COVID is over. So to put focusing your time and energy into practice, try meditation. If you've never meditated, sit in a comfortable position, close your eyes and focus your breathing. Try to clear your mind. If your mind is flooded with thoughts, acknowledge them, accept them, and then refocus on your breathing. Do this about 10 to 20 minutes a day and it'll help you settle and ground yourself. If you prefer prayer, you can sit in prayer for however long you do, um, or you can also use the serenity prayer. This is an excellent prayer to help you refocus and stay grounded. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Number four is to focus on your inner self. Family, this is the time to make choices to address your hurt that you've experienced. When you think about a person or a situation that caused you emotional pain, bring yourself back to the present. Focus your mind back on where you are now. Be grateful for your experience. Remind yourself that it's over and keep your focus on the now. Stay present in your life. If you're finding that you want to make more of a difference in the world, think about this. You need to start with you. Work on being the best version of yourself that you can be to present to the world. Look at who you are right now and the life you have right now and what is currently working in your life. From there, nurture those things and make positive adjustments so that growth can occur. Growth is what will come next. To put this into practice, set realistic expectations for yourself. Set goals for yourself. So this is a time to get that pen and paper and write down what you want to do next with your time in COVID and what you'd like to do when COVID is over. Remember, goals give you direction and they also give you clarity with real expectations. Number five is claiming responsibility and control of your life. Forgive yourself for the mistakes you've made in your youth that you made in your past. 
recognize how you played a part in the breakdown of relationships um, and things at work and situations that have occurred in your life. As adults, we should all be moving away from blaming everything that has gone wrong or not worked out on someone or something else in our lives. Family, it's not always someone else's fault. That includes saying your parents, your teachers, the school, the government, we have to accept our role in the choices that we've made and as a result, the consequences that came from it. Taking responsibility gives you control and ownership of your life. How do you put this into practice? First, let me encourage you, do not allow others to speak up or speak over you anymore. If there's an issue being presented at work that you need to address, then you address it. Be present for things that involve you. And if someone is trying to take your voice, family, take it back. We, You know how to stop a conversation where it needs to be. And we can do that politely and sometimes we have to do it bluntly, but make sure you are speaking for yourself. It gives you ownership of what's occurring in the situation and you feel less helpless. Stop complaining, family. Use your affirmations to redirect yourself, refocus your mind on the positive things. It's time to stop complaining on everything that we see wrong or we feel that is wrong. Live in the present and be happy with your current life and current situation. Practice saying no more. If you're looking into a new relationship and that's the direction you want to go, but the person that you're speaking to is more wanting uh, Netflix and chill, say no. And another thing that you can do, get up and move family. Exercise, work out, take walks, do routines right in your house, but get your body moving, get your brain focused and get your energy refocused. Number six is to change the people around you. Now we've talked about this in previous podcasts where it's important now for you to build a tribe of like-minded, positive people who want you to win as much as you want to win. Uh, it is okay at this time to start examining the friendships that you have, and it might be time to think about ending some of those. And this can be because people are bringing negativity into your life, and some of it might even be rubbing off on you. We are who we keep around ourselves. So if you find yourself being more cynical, you might want to take a look at the company that you're keeping. Not to mention that we do grow apart from people. I think COVID is allowing us to really examine what we need in our lives right now. And it's okay to admit that some friendships, even relationships, work relationships, you've just simply outgrown and it's time to move forward. Now, in some circumstances, you can't necessarily change the people around you. This might be because of the people that you work with or it's family. So these are people that you simply can't remove completely for your life. So maybe you can't change the people around you, but you can certainly choose the people to, you want to interact with. So don't feel like you, because you're at work, that you have to be friends with everybody that's at work. That's not true. It's time to be with like-minded, positive people moving in a positive direction. So to put this in practice, think about the statement that people come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. As sad as it may be to some, go ahead and use pen and paper and create those two, three categories, reason, season, and lifetime. 
People that come into your life for a reason, that means they were there to offer support at a time when you really needed, came in and actually helped you with the serious need that you had, um, provided you guidance and support. They might even have aided you physically, emotionally, or spiritually. They were just what you needed right at the time. Examine those friendships and see that now that that need has passed, do you still have things in common or are you just trying to show gratitude by maintaining a friendship that you've outgrown? The second column is a season and very similar to reason, it's someone who comes into your life and think of it this way, they usually present you with an opportunity, a job opportunity, or just a great experience. You have some good times, good laughs, you learn from them, you even grow in the circumstances. But once the job is completed or the task is completed, if you worked on a project with them or something like that, you find that you don't necessarily have much to sustain the friendship. This is an idea of a season. And this is where we you have to look at, is this something that you're continuing because I had good times with them in the past? Or do you really have something to maintain that friendship? And then the third category is a lifetime. It's someone who's come into your life, taught you life lessons, has been not only a support system, but it's helped you build in order to have a more solid emotional foundation foundation. You love this person. You put what you have learned from them into use. This is a lifetime friendship, someone who has impacted you and there is still more growth that can occur. Number seven is to take a chance. I know family that's simple, but it is a huge thing to do. Life is going to present you with new challenges and opportunities. Be courageous and willing to take a chance and try something new. Not all opportunities will wait until you are not afraid or everything is lined up just right. Use your best judgment and take a chance. It's your opportunity to let go of the old way and make a new way. Put this in practice. I recommend same thing. Get your journal out and write a list of pros and cons. List your possible outcomes. Make sure that these are based in reality, not things that would take multiple years to happen. For example, I will need $50,000 to make it go. Move past your fears and disappointment. Confront them, acknowledge that you have them, and then move past them. If you're tired of constantly being afraid or being disappointed, Taking a chance will help you become more comfortable with the unknown. Not taking chances will keep you stagnant in your life. Family, it's all right to accept them fears. Make sure that the chances you're taking are pushing you out of your comfort zone. Not knowing all the outcomes is okay. Number eight is to focus on today. You can decide right now that you will not be held down by your past, by negative experiences and negative thoughts. We can do that right this moment and say to ourselves, I am going to get through this day without thinking about the stuff that held me down yesterday. Your past is not your present and today will be different for me. Decide on your steps to accomplish what you need. Make sure that they are positive steps and start moving. 
It doesn't matter how big or small these steps are. Just move, family. One thing I know for sure today is that I am going to look forward to having a good day. So family, now that we reviewed the eight ways of letting go to grow, let's go back to that question that I asked you in the beginning. Can you now answer it? How do you feel now about all the things that you have been holding on to for dear life? Are they still worth holding on to? I do have a book to recommend to you that if you need some additional support tackling this issue and moving past, may I suggest the books by Brene Brown, one of the ones that I'm really enjoying right now. I love the book is The Gifts of Imperfection. Let go of who you think you're supposed to be and embrace who you are. Family, this is an excellent book. It's not a very long read. And if you like the challenge, she also has a workbook that comes with it. This is a great read to challenge yourself and practicing letting go to grow. I also want to remind everyone that um, the Not Your Average Family podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, as well as Spotify. And you can also find an Instagram page uh, representing the podcast. Please remember to turn on your notifications so you know when a new episode is posted. I also want to take this time to thank Marcus and Danielle again for being part of the previous podcast regarding the angry black woman syndrome. Of course, during my previous editing, I edited that right on out, but I wanted to be sure they knew just how much I appreciate their help. So family, I will see you next Saturday with the last episode in our January self-care Saturday. Thank you.